0: Welcome to Ridge to Ridge Outdoors Podcast. Brought to you by Willow Creek Archery. Located in Temecula, California and serving SoCal for over 32 years as a premier archery shop with a 13 laying indoor range. Brett and his staff will have you 10 ringing in no time and get you confident for the upcoming season. It has everything you need to get you on the podium or fill in freezers. Willow Creek has all the major brands and specializes in bow hunting, target shooting and tuning bows and tricer usa for all your lightweight backcountry hunting needs for the lightest and fastest glassing system on the market check out the gtp1 trekking poles and bino adapter make sure you use promo code r2r for 15 percent off at checkout what is up guys here it is again we're throwing another throwback thursday podcast out uh, this episode was actually it's it's pretty old to be honest. Um, me and John recorded this with Josh Kettle, the owner of Fly Down Custom Calls. Uh, turkey season just fired off, so what a better time than to put a old uh, podcast we recorded in regards to turkey hunting out there for you guys to listen to. Um, hopefully, you guys enjoy it. If you want to reach out to Josh Kettle, I'm sure you can find him on Instagram, Fly Down Custom Calls. You can find him online. I think it's flydowncustomcalls.com. Also, uh, real quick, we have another episode dropping this Monday. It's a super rad podcast on how to hunt out of state um, with a special guest that I had come on. Uh, I'm going to leave that for the surprise. All of that being said, thanks for the support, guys. Me and Ryan, we really appreciate it. And uh, one more thing, we're actually going to be looking into putting on a pigorama 3.0 so stay tuned check it out follow us on spotify subscribe to the podcast and uh if you don't follow us on instagram make sure you check us out at ridge to ridge outdoors all one word thanks guys enjoy this throwback thursday episode look forward to it Alrighty, guys. Thanks for uh, tuning in to another episode. Me and John, we're kicking back with uh, the owner and creator of Fly Down Custom Calls, Josh Kettle. Josh.
1: Hi, Josh. Hey, guys. Thanks for, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah, dude. Appreciate it. Um, you know, excited to be here to talk a little bit about yeah. the calls and, and about taking some game
0: yeah kind, kind of a long time coming um obviously i've been doing the podcast for quite some time but even from when i started way back you know year and a half ago or close to two years now uh you know steve sprig steve Trigilio was on and and he was like man you gotta get josh on i'm like i know man i one day i'll get him on you know but you you're a busy dude with work and family and whatnot and making yeah. calls so it, i'm just glad we're able to make it happen dude
1: yeah i get get pretty busy but uh yeah steve's been kind of a mentor to me i've been hunting with him for uh a long time since i was a little kid yeah you know, i started off hunting with my dad uh pretty much as early as i could walk tagging right. along with him chasing deer and then oh, yeah uh, i just kind of went from there you know
0: see that's super cool man because i didn't get to grow up like that Right. And I don't plan on having kids, so I don't think I'm ever going to experience that. But, you know, John grew up like that. You know, all my buddies that are in it, they all pretty much grew up like that. So it's kind of like something that I envy. I think it's super cool. And the knowledge you guys gain and, and it's probably you guys probably don't even understand how much knowledge you do gain over the years of just being inexperienced in the foot tracks of a mentor or a father or a friend or you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Having a mentor definitely cuts the learning curve. You know, oh, yeah. I know, I know for a lot of the guys out there that have to kind of pick it up later on life with no mentor i mean there's a lot of stuff to to figure out especially here in southern california where uh you know not a lot of public land and uh not a ton of games so
0: dude you're absolutely right you know it it was a hard it still is very hard man for me to get it done right you know
1: i've been hunting for since I was, since I could walk, you know, I got my hunter safety course when I was eight years old, and I've been fortunate enough to to take uh, quite a few deer, turkeys, yeah. ducks, geese, all that kind of stuff. But it's still hard for me. Last uh, deer season, I, I chased deer for thirty days, yeah, and, with my bow and and wasn't able to get it done. So yeah, it, it's tough.
0: It, it is tough, you know. And then and then you got a partner like John mm-hmm. right here that has no problem shooting deer out from under you, and uh, yeah, that happens quite a bit, you know. Yeah, you gotta yeah, be quick.
2: You have to be quick. <laughs> Got to be quick. I have family of five to feed. Yeah, yeah. dude, it's funny, man. I, I, <laughs> this
0: guy's out of control. But yeah, man, it, San Diego's tough, and and that's it's one fun. of the. It's it, You know what? It I, is fun.
2: It's it is tough, and I know we keep saying it's tough and it's tough and it's. But we've put in so much damn work that it's almost, you know, I might be shooting myself in the foot, but sometimes it doesn't feel like it's that tough. We just go out and we go do it and we come back.
1: Yeah, yeah. we we have but, a good amount of deer. You know, I saw bucks. I think every single day that I hunted this year, right. it's just. I mean, I was hunting with a bow strictly. Right. If I had, would have had a rifle, I would have been able to take a deer. And there were some smaller ones I passed on that I could have yeah. taken with my bow. But, I mean, just getting into bow range, you know, yeah, we, that, and our terrain here is not yeah. that. Yeah,
2: that's the other I mean, the deer there, it's just you have to get everything. Obviously, the stars have to line up for you to release that arrow at the right time. And, you know, a little yeah. luck.
0: Yeah, you know. absolutely. It, well,
1: a lot of times, too, I found uh, really over the last couple of years uh, more and more that, you know, you always say, "Oh, if I get them within that forty-yard range or whatever, then they're they're done." Right. I had multiple bucks this year under thirty yards and just couldn't get it done. Didn't present the right shot. You know, had yeah. you know stuff in between me and them. I mean, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's Dude, tough. It's that does And That's I, just hunting in general. I
0: had two know? opportunities. Well, I've had more. I had more than two opportunities this last year. It just didn't. Just like you said, shots didn't present themselves. It was you know they were walking, whatever. But the two that actually stand out most to me was me and john we were in our spot and i was actually going to try to find him and there was a bedded buck at like dude it was like 20 yards and so, i literally boom i free so
2: when, when you tell this story from where i was skinning that deer how yeah. far away was that deer dude
0: like from me to you
2: like
0: I what mean, do you mean like,
2: like like when you started to walk down to find me yeah when i seen you and i was you know going. oh to yeah look, yeah
0: dude you i mean it was 30 yards that's Dude, no, but when the I son saw, of
2: a, that thing was over there. Yeah, and oh, okay. I. So you never told me this part of the story. Well, I mean, you never did tell me that part. I was like, I didn't know there was another bedded buck. Yeah, right it there.
0: was right there, dude. I oh, walked up, and it's like under twenty yards to me, and I see him, and I am like, ah, oh, and I grab my bow, and I froze, and he's pinned me, and I literally, here I am doing hand motions. I literally looked to my left for whatever reason. I don't know. I just looked right. And I turned back, and the thing's bounding off. And I'm like, "Oh, dude!" That, and then I'm like, "John,"
2: what do you do? I'm like, "Oh man!" And it, I see him walking. I'm over here like skinning this deer out and everything because I'm trying to hurry up and go yeah, find I, him. I didn't I wanted, know. I wanted to have a deer in my pack when I walked yeah. up to him, and so I was like hurrying up, trying to process this thing up. And yeah. and I'm, I see him like wandering over there. I was like, "How can he not see me?" Meanwhile, I'm like, like I'm like standing right here. Yeah, like, chasing like, a buck right next to. Him. <laughs> but he's chasing a buck right next exactly. to me. I guess and and I was, didn't
0: know where he was. So I when I when that buck bounced off right when it blew out. It yeah. blew out straight to him, well, where I thought he was, right? Yeah. And then I go to where I thought he was, and he's not there. I'm like, John, like, you know? Anyways, and I start walking around, and I end up finding him. But that, that's just kind of one of the – and then another opportunity, I was in a tree stand at, at my buddy Killer's place, and, uh, dude, I had a doe at – i don't know 25 yards and she was trotting i just didn't want to let it go i mean it's yeah. so close it's right there in full draw you know and it's yeah. just like ah, i don't want to do it She's yeah moving. that's hard
1: when they're moving yeah uh, try and avoid those the best i can you know but sometimes you, i've heard you know i'm listening to a number of podcasts of different hunters and stuff and uh, there's a guy out there i don't know if you guys have heard of him randy olmer he's a hall yeah. of fame bow hunter and, and archer and uh, he talks about he doesn't like to get too close in that bubble you know because yeah. once you get when you're talking about that buck had you pinned like i found you know the more and more I do it you know you, you have that ethical range but at the same time if you get in too close yeah. and they're moving yeah or they they pin you yeah, I mean that can make it pretty tough I had one buck this year that I I had him at 42 yards bedded down had a great view I could see his head and antlers I was in a good spot and had I have waited there when he would have stood up I would have you know 40 yards is for you know pretty normal yeah. shot Felt pretty comfortable with that, but I tried to get in a little closer, got to like 22 yards. And by yeah. the time I got into that range, wind shifted, and it wasn't like there was a, you know, oh, what's that? He, I mean, that right. range, he just turned it. Dude, it took off. By the
0: time you get your bow drawn back, the thing's gone yeah. 15 yards. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? It you bounds, can't it get greedy. So fast.
2: You either have to accept what you have. Exactly. And as soon as you get greedy, you're toast. And that, yeah. that's like yeah. going
0: back to that little two-by-two two that was bedded, man. I, I mean, he pinned me. I Obviously, we looked at each other dead in the eyes. And when I looked left, that was enough time for him to get up and already have his ass towards me you know, oh, at 15 yards further than where he was, it, they it, it, yeah. it happens so fast. You and know?
1: usually the only time they stop to look back is once they're at that like hundred yard mark. Yeah. You know? and, yeah, <laughs> from, exactly. From there it's just watching them and they're making you feel bad about yourself. So. You're
0: absolutely right, <laughs> dude. Well do that. That's cool, man. You actually had quite a bit of opportunity last year. I mean, you hunted quite a bit, right? So yeah, you just couldn't I, get it done.
1: I actually, I hate to disclose this. I actually did release one arrow oh. and, uh, and the deer ducked it. He ducked the string. He was at, Right around 50 yards, which wow. is already a, a poke, you know, mm-hmm. and I, but I had been shooting a bunch, 50 yards, and I was like, I can make that shot, no problem. He was looking right at me. I drew back. He gave me plenty of time. I released. As soon as I released, he his belly almost hit the ground. Yeah. Arrow wow. went, it would have been a perfect shot. Arrow went just right over his back. I was uh, like, all right. That was a little bit. At 50, too, huh? You know, 50 yards. Was he a yeah. good buck? He was He was a forky, but he was a good buck, about 20 inches wide. You know, so was a, nice a good buck. forky right
0: yeah. there, man. Yeah. yeah. I like those big, wide forkies, dude. Yeah, I yeah. Do. I do. For whatever reason, man, I have a, like a, I just, I just dig the SoCal forky look. I think that that gene is super cool.
1: Yeah. And we, I mean, we get some big ones. I have a picture, I think, last year of a buck that was like 24 inches wide as forky. I mean, we have that forky inch, yeah, like around here that, you know, some of those bucks will never be anything more than a forky, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: And well, and that, that's why I like that. Uh, I think my country club has that
1: yeah, three they, by
0: two or better, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they have that rule that doesn't apply to archery. Oh, it doesn't? No. So that's why uh, that buck that I missed, I was on uh, MCC, but yeah, that doesn't apply to archery. It's only for rifle, but there's kind of, there used to be, I think they've kind of gone away with it because some people have trouble judging. There was a a management rule. So like any buck out to the end of tip of its ears wide, about 20 inches wide um was considered a management buck so if you had a forky that was in that age range that you know that buck's not going to be more than a forky you could take that but they've kind of gone away with that from that because if a deer has its ears up and people judge yeah. it that way you know i mean a, <laughs> i'll tell you what so, inch wide the, like but this, management buck.
0: i think the truth of the matter is is if you saw a forky and he was as wide as his ears dude that is not a management buck that's a trophy bro yeah, that's
1: a good san diego buck and a lot of people don't realize that because you know they they're on social media they're following stuff on tv and you know following these forums where they're seeing out-of-state bucks and that's yeah. not, you know we yeah. have a totally different species i well, subspecies of i,
2: I dump the first one that yeah presents a shot so yeah. it's like i don't care you know it's just
0: it's it's meat man yep, it's good it's Dude, meat, yeah. and I'm, it's
2: like you know i got a second tag in mm-hmm. my pocket and it's Go fortunate you know last year i was able to shoot a big one and a little one so
0: Well, it all, it all pays back. You know, I'm glad you brought up social media, man. It's something we don't necessarily always cover. I know we have covered it on the podcast, but I'll ask you, I mean, you're, you're pretty versatile or like you're pretty versed in hunting and you've been around doing this for a while, you know, 20 years or, and whatnot, but what do you think social media has done to the hunting community?
1: I think it, it, I think it's done good things and bad things. You know, I think that, uh, I was actually, it's funny. I was thinking about some stuff with social media on the way over here as far as hunting, but um, I think that it's been good for a lot of the guys and not along the lines as much of like Instagram and Facebook, I mean, maybe Facebook, cause there's some pages on there that are pretty yeah. helpful. Um, but I think there's been a lot of guidance for newer hunters. Yeah. So that's been great. You know, some of these forums, SCH, yes, you know, some absolutely. of the pages on Facebook, like the SoCal waterfowlers, SoCal turkey hunting page. Um, I think those are great spots where guys who are trying to figure it out can get some Intel from people, maybe find a mentor or something like that. Uh, I think that also you find a a lot of guys who, um, maybe people start to follow and tend to think of like a a hunting icon locally. And some of these guys really don't have a lot of experience, but they're really good at posting on, on social media. So you might get a little bit of false guidance on some areas there. And then I think a lot of guys, uh, there's a lot of guys out there that start to hunt for the wrong reasons. Yes, they're starting to hunt because they want to be insta famous, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. Like I,
0: the walking commercial.
1: Yeah, and I I try yeah. to keep from that myself with having the the call company and stuff trying to be out there to hunt just to you know get pictures of a, a turkey or something. Cause that's not what it's about. You know, it's right. about you know getting that meat in the freezer yeah. and doing something that I love and I'm passionate about. And so family I, and friends. Both. Yeah, and I actually you know I. I've p- been posting a lot lately on Facebook and stuff, but I, I try not to post that much because I try not to get too consumed with that side right. of it. You know, yeah, It takes I away agree. from yeah. what I
2: love to do.
0: That's one of John's biggest problems because I, do, I, I absolutely I, don't run the – do I don't do I, it.
2: I will do I, I do just do enough right. to put the name out there, but I don't think that we need to go out there and keep stroking the proverbial cock, so to speak. So, right. Yeah. Um, I'm like, oh, know, look
0: at us. See how so cool I, we are. I like, that's not what you know, we're going do it yeah, for. That's what –
2: that's yeah. not what it's about we're, we're a damn podcast for god's sake we're not i right. mean we
0: obviously we have to do what we have to do to get the episodes out yeah. but you know as far as going out and being trying to be facebook famous or or instagram famous or whatever the platform that we're on right famous that that's that's kind of what we're not into yeah, and, exactly. and i would
2: rather be famous like hey i know those guys right like,
0: like hey they like, put out good product like, oh
2: dude hey it's just like yo, yeah, no, yo for, it's brian yeah you know yeah, well, known mean,
1: for a quality product. Yeah. versus known for you know.
2: Yeah, like it's a, like. Uh, do you know Bill Simmons? Do you know, uh, I don't know. You don't know, him. They know. I I heard legendary name, San Diego though. hunter Bill he's, Simmons. Oh, no Bill! He's, I, he's I have to guy. put that in all the podcasts. Dude, he,
0: he he's <laughs> cool. But yeah, I for me, like I think social media obviously has done good. It does good for people with businesses in the in the hunting community. It allows you to get your product out. It allows you to do certain things and advertise. Excuse me, but it, I also feel like it's done. A horrible job at representing what hunting truly is I, oh, absolutely. I feel like when it comes down to it if you're just posting pictures to look how good i am look how cool i am like you're doing it for the wrong reason that takes us even more away from what hunting really is to the majority of the people our forefathers right that the people that went out and and did the necessary things to allow us to continue our heritage and our hunting you know in our yeah. community and and as social media continues to grow and as it becomes more of a popularity contest it's just like when we had uh bill Gaines on dude that was a great podcast and it is one of our lowest grossing podcasts ever like th- people just don't want to hear about it yeah. like individuals it, it, that it are listening
2: too serious it, yeah it was almost too serious it, for the regular person yeah and it paints and such it a kind of sucks it but just
0: Paints, is what it is. Uh, a bleak picture of yeah. california's outlook you know
1: i mean that's a you know a big part of the social media and a big part of hunting too is thinking about our future you know as, yeah. as hunters and and so some of the stuff you got to be really careful the way that you paint that picture you know because there's a lot of people out there that don't have the same beliefs we do right you know and uh some of that stuff you know if you're doing it for the wrong reasons you're giving only you know fuel to the yeah. anti-hunters and, yeah. and people who are against that and also you know maybe someone who is an anti but they are not really sure about it and they're maybe thinking about getting into it. you don't want to give a bad taste in their yeah. mouth you know and make them think something that we're you know not about so
0: yeah you're absolutely right dude it, it just it's crazy i feel like as hunters and stewards and and people that participate in our community we probably should do a better job of of trying to be a little bit more on the conservation side if everyone gave you know three or four percent more uh i don't know dedication towards conservation let's just say that i don't even know if that necessarily made sense or not but you know put put a little bit more effort into spreading the word about conservation maybe we wouldn't be in the position we're in right now in five years
2: yeah well you know this is a good spot to put in our little plug that we do for the uh you know join a group you know whether it's the deer association the Turkey Federation, yeah. Elk, there's a bunch of them out there. Elk there Foundation, is, yeah. Waterfowler, dude. Join Ducks Unlimited, whatever. Yeah. Join your favorite one, yeah. Whatever you support the most, you know. I I joined CDA, yeah. And and it's uh, and there's, um, and there's you know I mean for I like any deer. type of hunting whether you like deer yep. you know yeah. I
1: mean there's a CBH there's yep. there's a whole bunch of different ones out there. I mean the Pope, Pope and young clubs another yeah. cool yeah. one. Um, join if you your like favorite tur- one turkeys NWTF CWA. Yeah. I mean and
0: and it's it's really. I think I talked about it on the last podcast, but it's really these these organizations, these nonprofits are competing with each other in a time like today where we should all be united, but they're competing with each other for a fine resource and that's donations, right? Yeah. It's, they're nonprofits. They don't get federal funding. They don't get, you know, they can get grants and stuff like that, you know, but the reality is, is it's, They don't have a set income that they get every year. It's all based off of you know the memberships that they acquire. It's all based off of raffles and events they put on, and and they are dealing with, they're trying to compete with each other to get the majority of hunters. Right? They all want it. So, listen, guys, if you're listening to this, it is very important to join any one of them. Just like we were saying,
2: it's uh, it's you know you might go to one or two of their events a year. I mean that's all you have to do. It doesn't take that much time. You know the dinners are cool and stuff like that. You know and get raffle and you might you know you might spend a few bucks
0: yeah or it goes to a good or cause. your
2: friends may sign you up for the silent auctions yeah. and you're like what the hell i just bought you know yeah i hap- mean it's fun it's happened to time. me at an nra banquet but <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's all good stuff you know
1: but it, you know it goes to a good cause and there's a lot of people out there that like to cry about you know the uh, hunting that we have in california and all the stuff with politics and yet yeah. you know some of these people don't even belong to nwtf or they don't belong to any of these right. kind of things you know and it's like if you're not belonging to those kind of things and you have no right to be yep. you know grind yeah. about it cuz you're not contra- can't, o- can't open your mouth unless yeah. right. uh,
2: your name is on the dotted line somewhere yeah it's like it's like you know you want to change it you don't change things Register to vote. Yeah, you know, whatever.
0: It, it's one of those things. I just think it's, that social media. But could, we
2: have to do a better job, you know. Right. right.
0: Absolutely. Just, I I just
2: just give a little bit back. It doesn't take that much, you know. And this is coming from me, but you know, that's like what I said in that podcast. Is like it's a transition from a, a younger hunter into a more mature, older hunter. It's yeah. not so much. About the killing now. It's, yeah. It's the needle's starting to come back, even though I, I need to stay over here. Right. It's coming back, and <laughs> you're
0: starting to want to pay it forward, right? Yeah. Steve Trigoliato had talked about that, and it's like where he's at in his hunting career. Like yeah. He's he, already like, I've already hunted. Yeah. Like, Steve's I, like yeah.
2: way over here. Yeah. Nowadays, I mean, nowadays, you know, an awesome you know. thing
1: about that, you know, he's he's taken a ton of game. I mean, he's killed, oh, yeah. you know, yep. more deer and turkeys than most guys in, in Southern California, and he's realized that, and he, you know, has kind of, shifted his passion toward and he's always been about taking people out but right. even more so now to mentoring people and getting new hunters out and and that's you know the only way we're gonna grow the people on our right. side it, by getting yep. people and involved. just like
2: just like andy grab snack that's right. what he's doing you know he yeah. has a soft spot for the marines and he Kay. takes out young Marines that yep. are
0: homesick and want yep. to get takes out, out and duck
2: hunt. hunting and stuff like that. And yeah. he'll put them in a good spot. And
0: so I think just moving forward, I hope all the listeners here, you know, if you have social medias, you know, maybe, maybe let's try to make it cool to be a supporter of these nonprofits, right. Of these groups and, yeah, and just post a little bit about conservation instead of, right. you know, your gripping grin, let's, you know, that's a good right. way. Let's move it forward. Let's, let's, a little. Let's bit.
2: look at these calls because I'm sitting here let's, looking let's, at these calls. Let's do this. Because. Josh, you know, go ahead
0: and tell us about Flight I mean, Custom yeah, Calls, go ahead, bro.
2: Talk about your uh, – well, right. I'm looking at these calls here, and these are – they're made really well. You know, I mean, as far as craftsmanship goes. Well, they're handmade, bro. Well, I understand, but the wood, you got to understand. <laughs> you yeah, got
0: a wood I shop. Mean,
1: yeah. You I, have
2: to understand here. This I, is – I put
1: a lot of time into it. I put the, a are, lot of time and effort. These are
2: very pretty, well-designed, you know, and the wood, you know, these are – Pretty sweet, dude. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I I don't want to take it out there. <laughs> I want it to sit on above the fireplace.
1: Yeah, but you know that's what they're they're designed to look nice, but they are designed to function well, yeah. and that's kind of, I've I've been calling. You know, I started off turkey calling and duck calling at a really young age, and uh, it's always been something I really liked, and and I found with a lot of the you know calls that I get from you know the big box stores or you know the big name brand stores sometimes are mass produced, and I pick up a call and and not really be able to get the sound out of it that right. i wanted and you know i've been hunting for a long time and when i was out of uh, high school i started kind of tinkering around with making them and that's just kind of spiraled i've you know gathered more equipment so that i can make them better more effective in a timely manner that you know it works uh, for me to be able to put the amount of uh, effort I like you know my calls you yeah. know and, and uh i just always shooting for having that most realistic sound possible and, and uh, being someone who really enjoys hunting and calling that to me is more important than, than just the looks of it, you know, but I do also try to make it look good because I think you know, yeah. people like that as well. So Dude, oh, it's, it's, that. A, it's a nice, it's it's dude, a it's nice a, pieces of wood, nice it's a, pieces of wood dude, it's put a beautiful together. Beautiful piece, bro. Yeah.
0: What what kind of wood is it made yeah. out?
1: Yeah. So what do we got? It looks yes. like we have. That's some, a single sided box call right there. You have a okay. uh, jatoba, which is Brazilian cherry for the lid and the base, and then you have a uh, so walnut for the actual box.
0: I was going to say, is that walnut on yeah. the box?
1: Yep. So this,
2: so this is what now? Jatoba. It's Brazilian Jitoba. cherry. Okay, Brazilian yeah. cherry. Yeah. It's uh and it's and that's what makes the
1: tone. A lot of times,
2: or the, the or the the. St- I guess the scraping against, yeah, the box. yeah, it's a
1: friction type yeah, call. So it's, the way that the grain is oriented uh, as it moves across, kind of, is what creates that sound. And then the angles on the box and the radius on the bottom of the lid, but and a lot of other factors. But um, it's very nice as far <laughs> as that. Yeah, you you know, and there's different wood species out there, and I, I've you know used a lot of different combinations and found what works. And you know, using denser woods for the lids to make them easier for people to run. Um, that way the weight of that lid just makes it slide across right. and make a sound without trying to you know push a lot of pressure. Into yeah, it, forcing so. it down. exactly. That's, yeah.
0: that's like it's almost like you grab like a, a box call out of the store. They're super light, you know, they're like it's almost like bossle wood or whatever, you know they're- yeah,
1: and a lot of those are made, you know, and not, no uh, dig on those guys. there's some great call companies out there, big companies that make great calls. Uh, a lot of it is made on uh, you know with big mills with just a block of wood and they make everything. With not a whole lot of regard to the grain orientation and, and different things. And, right. And some of the, the more exotic species of wood that I'll use in my call, they're expensive. So for a big company like that, it's yeah. not really you know,
0: cost efficient,
1: cost efficient for them to do that. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah. when you're mass producing calls, it's all about of or the profitability of them. Right. And yeah. you're more of a custom. It's kind of like Evan with our Archery Geek custom strings. Mm-hmm. He, he takes his time and he like buys the actual right material to make these strings. Right. It's like yeah. the same thing here. You know, he's not mass producing and, and clearly you aren't either. You know,
1: Yeah, so. I put a lot of time into them, and, and I've put a lot of time over the years into making them as good as I possibly can. You it, know, I sound mean, sound and looks.
0: Do you have the original one that you made? still like at home right oh, Old man or something that's
1: really hard i i think i i do actually uh have one uh, in my bedroom that was like the first pot call i made some of them the first box call some of them i think i might have ended up in the trash just because oh, really? I, at the time when i first started i was like oh that one doesn't sound good right you know and and ditch it as i kind of wish looking back that and i would have saved it. those just as kind of like yeah a, yeah
0: that, that's crazy do you make slate calls that, too
1: yeah i make uh, you name it i make turkey calls i make crow calls as locators for turkey hunting yeah. owl calls as locator calls i make box calls pot calls diaphragms um most of the types out there oh dude know. so you you full-blown
0: i only oh, thought wow. you made the box call no. and, and you know a crow call or so whatever
1: on the real quick
2: on the crow call, are you turn in these yourself
1: yeah i turn, turn those oh, on lead. every single crow call that's about call. Out. i mean
2: pot call they're turned on i wish i could show everybody hand. but these things are just like
0: john's gonna post all of this stuff
2: yeah no, this, I, is, this is the wood grain and this is just like you know insane yeah if people yeah. want to see more There's of it too i mean a lot of awesome they
0: could totally look at your uh yeah your social media and yeah some of that stuff, I, I, i'm sure i
2: dig them i mean even if you weren't using them just just as a conversation piece on the mantle i said you know just like look at this look yeah at this. i try and make them, i mean they're you know a
1: craftsman yeah I i put a lot of time into them so
0: well, absolutely. I mean, clearly you, uh, you take your time on them and hopefully, you know, you can grow this business. I know before we were recording, you were like, ah, you know, it's like, you know, one of them things where it's a, it's a bittersweet thing. Cause it takes so much time to make these things. And
1: yeah. And I, and I get busy, uh, with a lot of orders and sometimes it's kind of a bummer cause it takes away from the, uh, the time that I want to spend in the woods, you know, but yeah. But uh, over the years it's just been growing my clientele and and just improving the product constantly. Right. So I'm always trying to shoot for a better
0: Now are you selling account. are you selling these the majority or like the majority of these going to people in San Diego or are they going all over the country? No,
1: all over the country. I probably That's sell cool. more to people just throughout the country than I do in, in San Diego. Oh really. Um I you know, at the turkey tune up event and that kind of stuff, I, I sell you know a good amount of calls there. Um, and then I have a handful of people who just kind of found out from social media or from the tune-up event about my calls, you know, and, and right. through word of mouth as well. Uh, but you know, I sell across the country and then, uh, actually this year I did my first international sale. I sold a call down to August yeah, Calientes, uh, oh, Mexico. Dude. Rad. So.
0: That's super cool, man. So you, you got quite the clientele then.
1: Yeah, I have a lot of people who like them, and, and fortunately, you know, every I've yet to have an unhappy customer. Everyone who's right, you know, run Super one pumped. of my calls or bought one of my calls has been really happy with them. So. Now,
0: you obviously you probably hand test these things and get them all a- dialed they, Yeah, them. yeah,
1: they don't leave the shop unless they're unless yeah. out they of my best.
0: I mean, dude, you got a Just signature right. on it too. There's a signature oh, yeah.
2: on it, Yeah, dude, Josh, Josh Kettle. Sig-
1: it, yeah. it's it I mean, just, ju- yeah, just touching it, it sounds you know like it's, a turkey. That's how you know it's a good call right there. If you touch right. it and it's already making sounds. <laughs> it already you
2: touch it and it just starts going off. It just, yeah. uh, that, dude, that's super cool, man. signature's right here on the...
0: That, uh... So I mean, like, tell us a little bit. Like, what, where do you see this company going? Like, do you, do you want to expand it? Do you want to keep it all boat or like a, uh, you know, call teak per I w- se?
1: I, I want to keep it custom. That's what I'm about is making a custom product. I think that, I, you know, if you start to mass produce it, then you kind of lose some of that. Yeah, uh, I want to keep it custom. I, I do plan to come out with some newer designs and make more of them, just get faster. At, right. At, you know, still make making them while still maintaining that quality of product. Right um but always just trying to improve it and make a, a better product you know
0: dude I, i'll tell you what man the the visual aspect of these calls man and and uh when you're ripping on that you know on that box earlier before we record man these things sound amazing and they look amazing too you know it's yeah, kind of yeah. like one of them things if you're looking good you're doing good you yeah, know just right, to you, have you a shit
2: you want just get a, yeah you want to yeah, you give yourself a sound dude you want to get sure. a little sound going yeah yeah we'll uh, right. we'll mute our microphone so just yours So, whenever you're ready. See here,
1: run this. uh, This is the box call. I got single sided uh, Brazilian cherry over walnut. So, that's one of my single sided boxes. I've kind of. uh, pretty cool just started dude. yeah i just started yeah. making those actually uh this season so and that's i've been really really happy with the way dude, that they sound it
0: sounds rad yeah it man. sounds like a turkey yeah it, it that is <laughs> without a doubt man i i mean i'm not a huge experienced turkey hunter right i've never shot one at all i shot at one anyways i mean that's pretty anyway dude that is i mean i'm pretty yeah, pumped, I mean, if pumped you, on that if man you've been out in
1: the woods and you've heard a turkey yelping then uh Sounds like that, dude. That's that's it. (laughs) It sounds like that. Pretty spot on. And you know, over over the years, it's developed to that. You know, when I first started, I mean, they would get a turkey to gobble, but they didn't sound like that that noise that I know that I've heard. You know, a ton of times in the woods, and I've just always trying to shoot for that and I, and I hope to even get it better than that you know eventually that's the plan
0: dude let me let me just say something bro that that right there is a fine turkey call right there man yeah, you know appreciate it thank it, you it's awesome man I'm, I'm super pumped that you brought that on and and you know you're telling the story about your call well you know i'm i'm hoping that you get your company where where you want it to be you know it seems like you found success already with it and just honing your craft and developing more little r d and figuring it out and going where you want to go with it dude
1: yeah i I, i've been pretty happy with it so far and it's kind of for me you know with my line of work it's also setting up a retirement type job you know that i plan to do later on yeah and i I think i'll probably at some point down the road don't know you know if it's going to be um within you know 10 years or in 20 years you know uh, when i retire but plan to um get a little you know bigger with it and and yeah. make more calls as many as i well, can handle i i think know?
0: like what you're gonna find is that the more and more box calls you produce and the more and more popular these get and you know to me i feel like it's you know obviously i don't really necessarily know what i'm talking about but it sounds like it's perfect
2: it almost right? sounds like it's a, just a matter of time before somebody walks would, in with a checkbook dude i was <laughs> just gonna say that's where i was going with this the, the before biggest, somebody yeah. buys, buys josh Kettle. yeah that, that's what
0: that's what i was just gonna say is i think your biggest uh hurdle is gonna be is when primo's come knocking you know what i'm saying hey. <laughs>
2: Uh, hey, hey, y'all. I oh, know
0: you're going to have old Michael Waddell come knocking on your door for one of these things, you know, and and you, if you get one of these out to like that or Steven right these predominant or like predominant turkey hunters that are huge in the industry, dude, if they grab a fly down custom call, man, you you're going to quit your nine to five, bro. <laughs> is it, you gonna be, you know what i mean i mean that's how all these like young startup successful companies happen dude i mean that's the reality of it is you start it as a hobby and then it becomes a business and then you start making money and then next thing you know you're doing it full time
1: superstar yeah, yeah. it's it, a it's something i like doing and that, that's important so if it that, got that big i wouldn't be totally unhappy with it but i'm you know right now I'm making the custom calls i have the control to be able to make yep. them the way i want them so i mean that's a beautiful right thing,
0: now. man. Yeah. One, one day, old Josh Kettle, Josh Kettle is going to be up at like one of these sportsman shows. And we'll you know? see.
2: We'll see him up there or something. Like, I know, on Meaty or something like. Yeah, that, just right? don't forget hey, about we, us. All right. Hey, we know that. We talked to that. <laughs> it's like, hey guy. man, when he,
0: you know, he's yeah. been doing it for
1: a while, but I remember him when he was young. So,
2: do you see yourself like maybe expanding into like elk calls at all, diaphragm? So.
1: I've, I've tinkered around with it a little bit. Okay. Um, I, it's really hard cause I already make so many different types of calls right. that, um, it's, it's hard. I tried not to expand too much in a different species cause I've started to make so many types that makes right. it, sense. it makes the production flow a little slower to go yeah. back and forth to making different kinds of calls. Um, but I, I have messed around with dot cause I have, you know, for making diaphragm calls for turkeys, I have presses and tape cutters and stuff like that and, and I have tinkered around with making some uh, elk diaphragm calls. Okay.
0: Really, nothing that you're selling yet, though, right? No, no,
1: no nothing yet. Nothing. Well,
0: listen, man, if you wanna if you wanna shoot one of them things my way, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I'm gonna you, be in the Elk Woods. This year. You know,
1: uh, yeah,
2: I actually got a hunt.
0: Yeah, up. we got a few coming up, dude. You know, I mean, it. it you know, I'm always just pumped on yeah. on small business, man. I think it's awesome what you're doing. Uh, it's good, and the fact that you know you're all involved in Southern California turkey hunting too. It's not like you're just doing this out. I mean, obviously you make your calls for you, you know, but it, as far as like being steward of our, uh, of like Turkey hunting and whatnot, you actually pay it back, man. You, you go to these Turkey tune-ups, you, you talk to people, you help people out, man. I think it's good, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, having, uh, grown up with Steve as a, a mentor to me, that was kind of one thing he always instilled was, you know, always giving back to the hunting community and, and I try to do the best I can, you know, attending banquets and attending different things, educating people and, and trying to give out tips you know a lot of people want to hold that stuff back and it's like that's not doing a whole lot for our uh hunting yeah. community locally no, it's not. you know yeah
0: it, i mean it's uh it's super cool i mean i i gotta i gotta give it out to you man i gotta give you you know take a hat off for you man That that's cool you, you're doing your thing and and even in your personal profession and whatnot you know you kind of give back all the way around dude
1: try that's try pretty admirable
0: yeah thank you uh <clears throat> going from there man all right <laughs> John's tooling around. He he's got the tick today, man. Normally, I have the tick when I'm twiddling stuff around. You know, he's out here we playing got, with the calls, toys that make noise. Yeah, uh, <laughs> real quick, man. Let's just obviously, individuals that know you know that there was a little bit of uh, the deer case, the deer case. <laughs> yeah, when you were the, younger, whatever you want to call it, you yeah. know. And that went like, dude, you were in the newspaper and stuff. Yeah, you know, so, a
1: couple of times uh, I it. It was a a fiasco and really honestly, not something that I wanted to have happen, obviously. Um, Yeah. And well, I'll just kind of run through the story. Yeah. So it was 2012. I was actually uh, just going into paramedic school at the time. Um, And so really didn't want to have to deal with that. I was chasing deer a lot at that point in time, uh, more than I do now, unfortunately, just due to time restraints. But uh I was hunting hard with a bow that season, and I was on a piece of private property. I didn't even know that this buck existed before I got permission on the private property, you know. And and I had, you know, was hunting one day and saw the buck in the evening. I actually had an opportunity to watch the biggest knockdown dragout fight mule deer fight that I've ever seen in my life, um, with involving this buck um, the day or two before I shot him, and uh, it was. That was pretty awesome. I literally seen that it was him and another three by two throwing each other in the air on the ground. I mean, it oh, was wow. it was pretty impressive. You don't see that That's, much in San Diego. No, you <laughs> don't. That's badass. That's awesome. <clears throat> Most guys never see that yeah. in San Diego. You know, um, but anyways, I uh, I got on that buck. I hunted him pretty hard and and uh, ended up making a thirty yard shot on him. It was a great shot. He only ran a little ways, went down. I was incredibly stoked you know yeah. I, it was one of those things we were talking about earlier when you walk up on a deer and it like, looks even bigger Whoa. than you thought it was yeah. you know and he was a big big san diego buck the uh, biggest one i've seen to this day and obviously the biggest one that i've taken and, and i've had you know been fortunate enough to take some some good bucks and he was uh he scored 147 which for a San Diego buck is huge. I mean, other states that's Dude. not not that big, but <laughs> that's big here. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he scored one forty seven, and that was us, me and my buddy scoring it. Probably missing a couple inches there because we didn't really know that well what we were doing at the right. time. Um, but he was a big buck. He was t- about twenty two inches wide, a lot of mass. He was a four by eight um, with split eye guards on both sides. Yeah, yeah, he, he was a good buck, and and uh, so I was pumped on it. And I think the way it started was there was a, a post a, a story in the paper when I first got the deer. Because you know there's a lot of excitement over the deer, and uh, I think that that somehow got seen by Department of Fish and Game or whatever, and they they called me to ask me some questions about it, and I kind of got uh, you know, tricked a little bit. The guy who called me he made it sound like he was really excited for me about it. Oh yeah, I'm sure. And yeah, he he, he <laughs> lured me right in, you know, yeah. and, and I dirty. I, I'm I've always been about ethical hunting and doing it the right way. Yeah. And so I knew that I didn't do anything wrong. So right. I was totally open to disclose all the information. I'm like, yeah, here, here's where I was hunting, here's right. what what happened. Gave him the whole story and then uh he gave me a call a couple of days later. Um, hey, I'm, you know, really stoked on the buck. I really just want to see it. I want to check it out and I'm like, he made it sound like you want to be my friend and see my deer, you know? And I was oh, like, yeah. it seems kind of weird, but all right. Yeah. You want to check it out? Like, that's fine. Come on by. I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. And, uh, he grabbed the antlers and, and wrote me a ticket right there on the spot. And I was just like blown away. Cause I, as I got, like, what, what's the deal? So you he know? literally,
0: he literally showed <laughs> up and said, Oh man, that's great. Hey, here's a ticket.
1: Yeah. He's all, Oh, that's awesome. Let me check them out. And he grabbed the antlers, Turned to the bed of his truck, put him in the bed of the truck, and and started talking to me. I'm like, okay, I was just blown away. Did wow. his did his
0: whole demeanor, his attitude change? One hundred percent, one hundred He turned into a dick.
1: Yeah, I mean, he just yeah, he he totally changed his attitude and and started you know trying to explain to me how I was doing something wrong, even though he wasn't there, he didn't witness any of yeah. this. You know, he had no idea yeah, what no, really happened. Nobody called him, right? No, I mean he not that, not to my knowledge, not
2: to your knowledge. The only thing you had
1: was an article in the paper, or... right? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he recognized the deer. Uh, the, oh yeah, the particular guy was from the area, yeah. know, where the deer. Uh,
0: resided.
1: So, is this the same
0: guy that came up and show and you showed him yeah. where it happened and it went all down, all of that stuff? It's the same warden that came up and did that.
1: He he called me over the phone. I oh, and you, all you that.
0: explained it to him. Yep. Okay, and
1: uh, and so he came and and took the deer and essentially what he was trying to get me for, which is in my opinion, a bogus law, but I wasn't even breaking the law. He, he, uh, tried to get me for releasing an arrow while hunting within 150 yards of an occupied dwelling, which is the rule in California that doesn't apply to like any other States. No other state has that for archery. They have for rifle, you know, but not for archery. I mean, there might be one other, I think that I know of, but, um, he based that off where he found the blood where the deer fell. And he tried to tell me that I spined it and that it dropped right there. And where that blood was at, that was where I shot it. That's where the deer died. He tried to tell me where I released my arrow from, because that's what really matters is where you shot from. Right. And he had no idea. He wasn't there. Right. I tried to explain it to him. He really really didn't want to listen to my side of the story too much. Um, But so he tried to say that I was 115 yards from, and I had permission on the property that I was hunting on. So I can shoot however close I'd like to. That particular right. guy's house, but the neighbor had a, a an outbuilding that wasn't even a house. It was a barn. and right. was like, well, it, it says any you know dwelling, it has a, yeah, dwelling, and because there was horses in there, that was considered a dwelling. I guess what if
0: no, what if no horses were in it?
1: I think then it's in like a just a vacant outbuilding. I you know to be honest, I, he said there was horse horses in there, which is what made it you know constitute right. it So I would assume that, that if there can, wasn't that horses, it, that count would, as occupied. Yeah. I, I guess. Um, but <laughs> the
2: definition of occupied includes animals in California.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I mean the, the law is the law, but I, I yeah, wasn't I, breaking it. He tried to yeah. tell me that I was, you know, yeah. and, uh, I was pretty bummed about that. And I, you know, I didn't have a, any experience with this kind of stuff. I always have been an ethical hunter and tried to do the right thing. And yeah. so I talked to some guys and they were like, no, this isn't right. You know, you got to fight this. And fortunately I had a handful of attorneys come to me and, and offer to uh, take the case. And, I ended up having to get an attorney. Well, getting attorney, fortunately, he offered to do it pro bono because right. of the whole thing, you know. Okay. And uh, it went back and forth through this case. And there was a, a lot more politics than we'll probably get into today that were involved in it. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that fueled this whole thing. It was really a bummer to me because I was like, that's not what I was about. You know, I was just yeah. trying to go out and, and harvest a deer and have a good time. And and uh, anyways, it went back and forth through not even actually going to court, but attorney, you know, meeting with a DA and different things. Mm. And there ended up being a, we had a lot of stuff. Uh, I say we, because me and the attorney and then Steve helped me out a lot with it. Yeah. We had a lot of stuff on our side. Um, people willing to vouch, you know, mm. the butcher willing to come forward and say, no, I've been doing this for a long, long time. And that was not a spine shot. Right. You know, that was yeah. a good shot. And there was a lot of stuff uh, that, on the other end of the spectrum, nothing against D- DFG. I have friends that work for DFG, but the particular guy had some stuff that right. didn't really do him any favors in yeah. his history. So uh, it ended up with basically everything kind of washing away in the end, but there was a lot that had to go into it before that kind of resolved itself. And yeah. then uh, after it was done, I got a court order for the, from the judge to get my return of property, is what they put it as, to get a return of evidence to get the antlers back. I went down to DFG and asked for, it nicely requested the antlers back and showed the court order, right. you know, order from the judge signed and they refused to do that. And wow. that, yeah, that yeah. It turned into a big thing. They, you know, threatened to, I think arrest me for, or, disturbing the peace or something like that if i were to go down there again and do it which i was blown what? away by that so I, I you know i had people tell me oh you have to fight this you got to get the yeah. antlers and to be honest the antlers really for me that wasn't what it was about right and i was at the you know by this point i was in paramedic school i was like i don't have time to deal with this so right. i kind of just ended up letting the you know antlers go and coming to terms with the fact i got photos and memories and oh yeah it's
2: right. a, i saw the pictures it, of that well but, i just want to say know, something
0: real quick with
1: that
2: well, the guy, The guy. It sounds like the guy got what was coming to him. Well, so, it, it, outside we'll of say. that,
0: warden, it, you know, it is. And the, but, this this podcast has always been true, right? And that's yeah. something we're not going to hide. We, yeah. We're not going to sit here and just say, "Oh, these guys are great." There's good in fish and game,
1: absolutely, and there's 100%. bad,
0: and they wonder why they have a bad reputation. Not only just because of incidents like yours, yours is pretty much a serious incident. Dude, you could have gotten in trouble. You could have lost your career.
1: Yeah. Well, you know? yeah I mean, and with my, with my case, I got a ton of people calling me saying, Hey, I had this experience with this guy. I had this experience. Yeah. Uh, one of the guys that called me had uh, been hunting on in uh, Laguna mountains yeah. with a bow and had a mountain lion stalk up on him. Yeah. I don't know if you guys heard about that story. Had, yeah. it was a Border patrol
0: guy, wasn't it? or something like that. Uh,
1: was it the border patrol guy that shot him in the foot or? Yeah, yeah. So he, it was super close coming at him, you know, ears yeah, pinned I, back. This I, thing I, wasn't willing yeah, to Yeah, I read out. that report.
2: Or I read the article on that in the report and that there was another <clears throat> officer involved with that that right. Yeah. that we all know. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. it didn't end well. No, any. he
1: he shot in self-defense. So. 100% self-defense. Right. I mean, at that range he shot a a mountain lion from the as far as I know from the story, you know, heard it from I heard it from him I think over the phone but also through other people he basically shot it it wasn't completely dead he finished it off is what I was told that was not like a frontal shot the finishing shot to put it out of its misery mm-hmm. um, and because there was a non frontal shot they said that well this isn't self defense it has to be yeah. know, like frontal like this thing's approaching you right
2: yeah but I re- read that article and I was just like these guys are yeah, they, they, they are trying to build
1: Dude. And they attacked that guy. They tried yeah. to, at least with a felony. Dude, They
2: tried. That guy, I think, if I remember, he called the sheriff out there, too. And yeah. I read that part because I was like, dude, these guys, like, I mean.
1: I think it ended up working or may, out in his favor, but, I mean, yeah. the fact I may that he even had to deal with that. So. Yeah. i be
2: wrong by saying this, but, it, I mean, it looks like they fabricated, you know, a murder scene, you know, and oh, that, 100%, 100%, and that yeah. you know, you can come at me if you want over that, but it's, it is it is. Ultimately, dude, and,
0: at the end of the day, man uh i have i've had patrick captain foy from fishing game on this podcast prior to john joining mm-hmm. and you know you guys anyone that's listening has heard that podcast right and patrick foy is a great guy captain foy is a great guy i mean dude he's yeah. one of the examples of why fishing game is good yeah, and right? there's a number of them there's, right
1: there's a number of great you know dfg uh, exactly
0: but there is the ones that are out there that you are automatically guilty And they don't care what you say they are right it's like when you're a kid and your mom tells you something dude your mom is always right your dad's always right you're always wrong right so it's like dude that is the case with fishing game and and i've told the story man i've been checked on private property that isn't fenced posted or cultivated you're using fishing game code 2016 shooting birds out here right i mean i've talked about this as public stuff i mean it's we're playing the laws right if they're going to use the laws we're going to use the laws right I have not been checked on private property, deer hunting, but I know people have, and they're instantly guilty, instantly hunter trespass, instantly you're in the wrong, but yet the law is on your side. So it's like, dude, you're giving me a ticket. You're hassling me now. But yet if I was shooting dove over here, you would check my plug and say, oh, shoot that bird as it's flying by. You see what I'm saying? So there is good for sure and there is bad. I just feel like when it comes to big game, you're instantly guilty, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's for, you know, for them, that, that was kind of the thing that was interesting and brought the lights to me, and that's what, you talked about the murder case thing. That's what I said to my attorney. I'm like, this is insane. They're treating this like a murder case. The state actually funded having a helicopter go out to the property that I hunted on to survey the land. I mean, Tons of our right. state money they going spent to this a lot thing. of Dude.
2: money on some
1: guy shooting a deer. Yeah, and, right. and I and I was like, it's, they're acting that, like it's a murder case. Yeah. And he goes to them. It is, but this is their murder case. Is right. something like this, you know, a, a big game animal, and I'm like that. That blows me away. You know that they're trying to right. make someone guilty that's doing the right thing.
0: it makes people think twice from pulling I mean, the trigger dude i mean after that's what get, it does after
1: we get done here i'll ask you
2: some more questions off of the thing because yeah. I, I have you know i'm like, dude, like in, I said, in my mind lot, I have, there's a lot more there, that goes yeah, into it I like, a, a to
1: exploit over the yeah, podcast it, but it
2: just all i'm gonna say is it it sounds like it was almost personal yeah it, it was yeah it, it definitely <laughs> was so. it is what it is
0: man and look i'm i'm just glad that you came out better on the other end right i mean it you didn't you didn't get a criminal record out of it. You were able to get the whole case to wash out. The dude got what was coming to him yeah. and, and hopefully he's listening to this, Yeah, you know, buddy, you lost out, you know, yeah. hopefully you're
1: yeah, whatever. I, I think that uh, it, it didn't go the way that he intended. It was going to go. Um, and, and the, I think the reason behind that was he was trying to pin something that, that I didn't do, you know, and he was trying to get someone in trouble who was doing the right thing. And I think that ultimately that prevailed. Fortunately, right. you know, it, it there was definitely times it didn't seem like it was going to, and the fact that I even had to go through that, yeah. you know, dude, while trying to do the right thing is, is, dude, is a bummer.
0: Look, the, the unfortunate thing is, is you were a young man. You probably, when you got sighted, you probably went, "Oh shit, yeah, like, I, dude,
2: your heart sank." Your oh, mind just probably yeah. just went, "Whoa, what, what just happened?" I'm
1: I'm like, what the hell did I do?" And the unfortunate thing, is, I think, with some people, that kind of stuff can. I can take him away from hunting dude, entirely, or yeah. scourge him. I I didn't even hunt the next two seasons just because I was so like, up you know like over that. I and I,
2: I know that feeling. That bro, when I uh, yeah dude. I got I had a little run-in with fishing game once, even though yeah. I was actually technically the rules were on my side, but he made it look like you did something wrong. I was doing something wrong. I I quit hunting, dude. Same with month, me. Month and a half early, yeah. I just stopped, dude. I I'd, I went ahead and just filled out my harvest report and that threw the tags. deal. And that was it. I said I was I was pissed off. Yeah, yeah. So, well,
1: and the thing was too is, is the game warden he tried to tell me, basically explain to me that the particular area where I had private permission that there was no way that you could hunt in that area on a piece of private property and be, you know, 150 yards away from the house. I'm like, well, that's not true. There's ranches over there that are hundreds of acres, you know. Yeah, it makes no sense. But that made no sense. But he basically, you know, it was a scare tactic. He tried, and it worked to to some extent, you know. I mean, I was a 20-year-old kid, you know.
0: Dude, I'll tell you my experience real quick. I got to tell this is quick. Yeah,
2: yeah, but real quick, I was just going to – when they scare you, but then you do your own research right. and then you, educate, and then you yourself. educate yourself. And then you go, those mother truckers. Never again will that happen. <laughs> ne- never yep. again. And then you're dude. just like, those assholes. I literally
0: was working on a tree stand on public land. There's a there's a legal way to get in, right? And there's a legal way to get out. Yeah. Literally came out the legal way, right? It is legal to come out the way I came out. Didn't have a bow. I wasn't, wasn't hunting. It was archery season. Wasn't hunting. Wasn't any of that. And I came out, dude, and he was coming in, right? And I and I just didn't think I was doing anything. Hey, man, how you doing? Instantly jumped my shit. Yeah. Instantly. What are you doing here? I'm like, what are you talking about? What am I doing? I'm just out hiking around. Like, you know, he instantly wants to know. And I. it's not, we don't have to let them know if you're not doing anything wrong. You don't have to let them know anything. That, but
1: that's a big thing I learned dude, from all this. He
0: came at me so hard. I was like, oh, shit. I'm like literally in trouble. Like, I might want to just tell him everything i got going on mm-hmm. so i told him dude i got a tree stand up here i was just working on my tree stand i don't have a bow i'm a licensed hunter i showed him everything dude 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 he jumped my shit, walked to your truck, dude. He walked behind me, had this stupid little black dog that tried to get me. Dude, and that's the truth. His little black dog, ain't no fishing game dog, dude. This thing's like his little pet dog. Hopefully, you know the guy. Dude, he, this thing's running around. like Literally, was barking at me. Dude, how do you know I'm not deathly allergic of dogs or whatever, you know? It's like, it, anyways, should have boot kicked that damn thing into the river, you know? Uh, went back, dude. He searched my truck, went through my shit, like acting like I did something wrong. And then he's in, who you here with? And I'm like, dude, my buddy's up. You're going to take me to him. And he's like, scared the shit out of me,
1: dude. Yeah. I
2: mean, and I'm a grown man. Did you take him back there? I literally took him back. You should have walked him to the Poison Oak. Well,
0: (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Dude, literally took him back. And my buddy's up in his stand. He's working on his stand, right? And he's like, oh, well, when you get down, you need to come down right now. He's like no i'm not coming down right now like dude i'm doing my own thing i'm on public land you know he literally had a hard-on for whatever reason dude ended up giving me a trespassing ticket right and this is true we've never talked about gave me a trespassing ticket which is completely wrong you can't right it wasn't a hunter trespass it was a regular trespass ticket right i was like all right cool you know i went to court took the day off you know got i pled not guilty i actually asked the judge i said hey look you know this is kind of pain in the ass i gotta take time off work like yeah, How much is this going to cost me? And she's like, I'm not going to tell you unless you plead guilty. I said, Well, I'm not guilty because I didn't do anything. It's more of a hassle. You know, it's 50 bucks. I yeah. pay it, whatever. No big deal. I'm not going to pay it. Got a court date, dude. Went to court. This dude didn't even show up.
1: That happens a large majority of the time i was gonna break them off dude you know
0: dude i had it dude i had my research i had paperwork dude i had three copies i was gonna give him a copy give the judge a copy and have my man i was gonna break them off in that courtroom dude yeah he didn't even show up
1: that happens a lot from what i've heard um and you know and to some extent you know some of these guys There and like we said there's some great yeah you know dfg guys out there but some of these guys it's it's an abuse of power and they want to try and scare you out yeah. of hunting particular areas which is a really a bummer because you know our hunting license and stuff go all go to conservation yeah. and, and go to you know our hunting and it's it's really a bummer that that has, it has kind of come to that you know yeah but when you're talking about earlier you mentioned uh, you know it makes you second guess pulling the trigger yes it does I a uh, little bit about you know when we talked about the, the that mountain lion incident um, I had an incident this year where and it's scary that you know our laws make you second guess you know defending you know your your, safe, own life. your own life yeah because of the laws we have in place here. I was out deer hunting. this was early in the season in the early archery season I was bow hunting and uh, I got to end of you know shoot light and I was getting ready to walk back. I came walking up the deer trail and I'm looking down at the ground for tracks. For buck tracks. There was right. plenty of deer tracks, but I was trying to identify, you know, if there's any bucks using that particular trail. And uh, I look up and and I see ears sticking out of the grass. This was this, this archery scene. I see ears sticking out of the grass like 10 yards in front of me. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I initially thought it was a coyote. And then I stopped for a second and had like a weird, you know, oh crap, that's oh, yeah. it. That's a lion oh, right man. in front of me. Oof, and oof. it was a lion standing at 10 yards, just had me pinned looking right at me and I was like, okay. And, you know, knowing what I know about our laws and stuff and, and he wasn't coming at me, I was like, okay, I'm not going to just shoot him. You know, I'm going right. to try and scare him off do all the stuff that we're, you know, taught to do just as outdoorsmen. And so I grabbed a, a big, and I had my bow and I didn't have a gun because right. bow yep. hunting here, you can't. And uh, I grabbed a big log that was on the ground, raised up as high as I could, started yelling loud, you know, hey, get out of here! And, and that thing crouched down and took two steps towards me. I was like, "This is not good. Oh you know, this is God. about to go really bad." So then I I dropped the log for a second, second, knocked in an arrow, made sure I was ready to go with that. But even then, I mean, ten yards. There's no way I was gonna have time to draw back, no. get on target. No, and, you wouldn't. And release an arrow. No, no you
0: would have, and you would have missed if. you, Yeah, exactly.
1: You know. yeah, no way, unless I unless he was just standing there and I had time to to think about it, but. I uh, ended up having to back out of there because you know, our mountain lions are pretty important here in, in California mm-hmm. and more important than our lives. Apparently yeah,
0: I we've talked about this and I've talked it with my In situations like that, dude, obviously if that was to go down, you need to notify fishing game, right? Yeah, you need 100%. to notify it And you say, dude, this is the deal and you're going to deal with the consequences. But I couldn't look, I mean, what if you wouldn't have done it and it would have came at you and then you're, you have to face your old lady and you got a brand new baby, right? Oh,
1: yeah. That, that's the thing. I, I, wasn't allowed to defend myself in that instance when this mountain lion at right. 10 yards and less was crouched down coming at me right he wasn't interested in, in hanging out the mountain lion i've seen a, a number of them and other than this one they all they wanted to stay as far away from us as yeah. they can for the most part you know unless yeah. there's something up with them and and hmm. that one was not that way so uh, i couldn't even think to defend myself i had to just try and yell and back out of there and had that have gone south and he have come at me and I wouldn't have been able to, I didn't have a gun on me because you can't. And I wouldn't have been able to draw back and get an arrow in him. Right. And that would have been, you know,
0: and what are you going to do? You're going to get a knife, your broad head. You're going to poke it in the side yeah. you know, when well, it's I'm, on you?
1: I, I usually carry one on my hip, a knife on my hip for that reason. Yeah. Yep. I, but it's still, I mean, That's even though I, mean,
2: I carry one just for ready. that,
1: that yeah. reason. I don't know how many cats you guys have seen, but those things are so fast. <laughs> dude, they're and super And so stealthy right. that trying to get in a knife fight with a cat, I don't no. know how well that I don't would know. turn out for any of well, us. Well, put but, it this you know, way, man. I mean, like,
2: uh, I mean, I don't know if you've ever heard my story. I was from me to you. Yeah. And I was on my butt awesome yeah, yeah there's That's no way it's not to, a good feeling I, I had to jump up turn on my headlamp like i had the headlamp on and i think so, i think
1: i might have heard that on another podcast you guys are talking and about so that.
2: Yeah. i mean i immediately grabbed my i went full jaw because i left the arrow I went whoosh, like this and that thing just looked at me and then just turned and walked away 10 minutes later deer came up too so i was just like well i guess it don't care <laughs> either so. yeah. It, yeah
0: it's it's a scary prospect but it man. was just like it wow, is what just happened i think ultimately man you just got to make sure you you do your due diligence and i you know i personally think you were probably justified if you would have stood your ground i mean uh think about it if you wouldn't have moved and it would have took two steps and you drew on it and you had your pin on it and it took another one i mean what are you supposed to do yeah you're supposed I mean, to turn around and run because that's what you're gonna it's gonna get on your back yeah, at that point that,
2: Yeah, that's why you keep that bow in front of you between it and yeah. at least you have that it's you scary know, if you have your bow you can at least
1: yeah, and I actually, I, I'm like thinking, you know, running through all these things in my head. I actually, after knocking the arrow, I then pulled it out and was like, okay, I think I'm going to be able to probably stick this arrow in am easier than I'm going to be able to uh, Oh, yeah, then shoot, shoot it. If he's running, you know, dead yeah. sprint at me. At 10 and then, yards. Which is, at uh, 10 yards is like one jump. Yeah it did yeah. jumps. I on watched you. one later in the season that uh it was right by the Lake Kenshaw cafe it yeah. crossed the road and it was like uh. it was dark you know I had hunted till shoot time was driving home so it was right after that you know and uh he jumped the road and it was it blew me away I always you know every time I'm impressed by you know these lions every time I see them but this one jumped the entire and that's a two lane road yeah. right there yeah you know, that's considered the the 76 right there yeah whole thing one leap all the way across from one side to the other you know, one shoulder to the other. That's 25 foot, jump, bro. Yeah. That, that, that's pretty yeah, impressive. So that that's badass. That lion right that's there a could nice, have one jump. Oh, yeah. Then, that's a nice reach. Yeah. Nice.
0: It is a very scary prospect. I'm glad you made it out of it, you know. And and obviously, this is just one encounter that's being talked about. It happens year, year in, year out. It happens all the time. And I, I just, it's, I don't know. We've talked about it. Is. it you know what's times. funny is like, when
2: you talk to Steve. Steve hasn't had him. Yeah, he's never seen he's, one. Dude. He hasn't had an it, encounter. It, it. You one, know? one of the ones. He's, and the, and I and it's just it. Sometimes you know, obviously we have and yeah. There's people that have and people that don't have. Yeah,
1: well, and he has. I mean, the, and, and his the many, many of trail hours. cam photos he has in the areas that he hunts too. You know, I mean, he has
0: been. He has had an encounter. He just hasn't noticed it.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, well, it. We I'm, had we had one from the car. Steve and I we were on w- one spot and we drove down this road. And it ran across a field. And that was the, I think, one of the only ones that, or the only one that he's seen, which is crazy because the amount that he hunts. You know, yeah. I've seen, I think I'm either at six or seven.
0: But, you know, Steve is a big dude. So he's definitely been watched. You can't tell me that cats haven't seen him. They just haven't oh, been seen by all Steve.
1: Of, all of us have been seen yeah. by a lot of cats. I, that yeah, I, get I know, that's there, what I'm saying.
2: Sure. I, I know of two that yeah. saw me.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like he's been watched. So
2: you've been watched too. Oh, your, I know. With your know. back to it, I know it's scary. And I watched Prospect
1: it, and I watched it happen.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> he went full draw on a line that was right behind me. <laughs> he did. He was at eighty yards or something. Yeah.
1: Uh, it always makes me wonder. Hey, how many times you know that one right there? And that was the other thing too. This one this season, uh, at ten yards, he was so blended in that like I'm like, man, there are times if I wouldn't yeah. have looked up, at that, that I could have been walking by and he could have been sitting like that just. Oh yeah. And he just he didn't. Waiting. When they sit there and look at you, that's a weird thing too. They don't, other than when you took those steps, they don't move. No, they just muscle. watch you. They I sit mean, there and they're so focused. It's dead still. If you ever
0: see a bird dog, right? Like if you watch a bird dog get focused on something like a bumper or a gopher or whatever, right? Boom. It's like laser focus. They don't move. Their body just freezes. It's like my dog does it all the time. Yeah. Right. And it, and it's, it's the same thing. But now you're talking about a cat that has basically four hands in a mouth. Yeah. right so it's it's yeah. insane man and and you know it goes back to you don't ever want to have a tango with a cat right i mean you, <laughs> yeah, you'd sh- and- you'd shoot a dog for less right like yep. if you're out in the you know some wild dog up on the mountain you'd shoot the damn thing before it got to you
1: yeah you probably but, wouldn't you probably wouldn't think about it if yeah it was aggressive you know what you wouldn't think about it yeah with you wouldn't cats, i mean you have to because unfortunately because they are so protected here right and Even and with the new law that came down exactly or bill that passed
0: it is it, it, they passed it. it's a uh, protected species now in yeah, california it's now
1: on yeah i think it's like a, a temporary protected species or whatever basically it's the step before they hit endangered species yeah. and once they get so in that once they get in that realm they're it, the odds of that ever changing is probably oh like,
0: yeah it'll never change never gonna happen. It, and it's crazy because they you know biologists will drive and go pick up bodies on the side of the freeway they get hit by cars well, what does that tell you they're crossing the freeway man like yeah. there's that many of them that they're picking them up on the freeway yeah. right so It's crazy, man. Uh, Real quick, John, do you got anything else?
2: No, I'm pretty much, I mean, what else do we, I mean, we've. I mean, we covered a lot. Was there anything we've covered? We've covered the business. We've covered the story. Um, We covered hunting, turkeys. Do you want to add anything in, Josh?
1: Um, The only thing I would say is, you know, if people heard about my calls on this, they can check out my, uh, my Facebook, Fly Down Custom Calls, or my Instagram. I mostly post on Facebook. Um, and on okay. there, there's like a little link where they can go to see some of my calls or, or order one if they're right. interested that kind of thing and check it out. see so yeah, I got a lot of pictures and videos on there you yeah. know, so they can hear them, see them. Absolutely. All that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, man. And then, uh, what was your, what was your Instagram called?
1: It's Flydown custom calls. Oh, it is okay. at
0: Flydown custom calls. Yeah.
1: At fly down custom calls. And then my. My Facebook, I I post mostly under just my name, Josh Kettle. Right, and then I have also a page, fly down custom. Okay, so we got to get following him. As
0: far as this one, uh, you want to do some sort of giveaway? I know you had said uh, we got we got a we got a custom call in a box, guys. Uh, Josh was saying that we want to do some sort of giveaway. Um,
1: Yeah, this is a pretty uh, pretty sweet box call right here. It's a double sided box call. It's a walnut box with a macassar ebony uh, lid and base. And uh, there's a couple of diaphragm calls in there as well.
0: Oh, right on, man. What? How, how do you want us to go about giving this thing away? You want us to have some sort of special raffle? Yeah, wow, I think probably
1: uh, let some people in on it, uh, do kind of a drawing, something like that okay. for, the, for the listeners, you know?
0: Yeah, man, that's so, what we'll do, man. We'll we'll, uh, uh,
1: we'll we'll come up with
2: something here. Um, we'll definitely
0: yeah. put it up there, dude. We want to definitely give that away to the listeners, dude. We appreciate yeah, that. We'll, that yeah, is I mean, awesome, we'll, bro. We'll
2: come up with some rules or something for this or the way yeah. to
1: pick... Somebody. Yeah, maybe keep it primarily to the listeners that yeah. way that they can, yeah. you know, yep. give listeners it to the guys who are, are actually listening, actually listening. Yeah, bro, man. On so
0: absolutely, we we get quite a few listens, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I more and more guys, I talk to guys and they listen, and they got a lot of guys are stoked on it. Yeah, dude. super excited about this because we don't have. There's a lot of podcasts out there, but yeah. we don't have a lot of San Diego stuff, I know. a lot of SoCal stuff. It know? is cool though, and it, yeah, it's super cool. It's kind
0: of nichey, out there. and you know, the thing is, is like. Obviously, I started this with Patrick, and Patrick's a cop, and he, dude, he has like no time. Yeah, like he doesn't. And John's always been involved. He's always just been kind of behind the scenes, and he was like, "Dude, let's continue this." Hey, w'e picking that up in your mic, dude.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, but well, It's your all right. Mic. They're fl- they're fly down custom calls.
0: <laughs> but uh, we uh, we kind of just, you know, John was like, "Dude, let's continue this," because there was a lull in the podcast there was because i was like man you know I, this isn't a one-man operation podcasting i'll tell you right now is not easy dude it isn't i mean yeah we're having a conversation here but dude it if you I know got there's on, a lot more yeah and being nervous is an understatement like i'm sitting here behind the mic i'm nervous every time we shoot a go for an <laughs> episode because it's like i'm interviewing someone
2: i don't know you know what i mean yeah, th- that's the thing is like we're meeting people we don't know right um Mo- we've been lucky that most everybody's obviously seen, shares the same views and right. gets along and yeah. it's it's a good know, it, easy it's, it's a great yeah it's easy and you know the foundation's already done so we don't you know we've done enough of these now that it's you know it's done we're just hey come on in we'll just have a conversation yeah, so,
0: yeah without a doubt so it, it's, it's easy yeah,
2: or it gets I, easier it,
0: easier it's I mean, great
1: to get that information out to the guys yeah. locally and get guys you know fired up about our hunting right here and exactly. especially with the conservation stuff yeah and get guys on board with that because we don't have enough people in southern california that are contributing to our conservation right. It's That's just flat that's out. That's facts. It's facts. We yeah. don't, there are too many guys that are, you know, they see this kind of stuff. Oh, you know, there's this bill passing and they, oh yeah, that's a bummer. And they just blow it off. Uh, yep. It's like, we're our worst, you know, our own worst enemies. That yep. kind of stuff is what we need to, you know, really value because if we don't, our hunting is going to be gone.
0: Yeah. We, you know, outside of this COVID stuff, me and John, we had actually really planned to get heavily involved in conservation like that was prior to the bill Gaines episode we actually wanted to give back that's why we started that's why i started this podcast that's why john wants to continue this podcast is because we want to give back like we want to keep people involved we want to get more people involved and help the guys that have a hard time getting over that learning curve right
2: my whole thing was like you know i watched this you know working part-time at an archery gun shop on the side and these all these people would take hunter safety okay and then they wouldn't do anything. Yeah, that's it. like. I was like, well, we got to help them. Well, what's going on here? Well, I don't know anybody, and it's like, well, shit.
1: Yeah, that's where, and that's and where so, some of the social media stuff comes into play. Like these, know. some of these Facebook pages out there and stuff. There's a lot of stuff that gets posted, like, hey, you know, this bill is passing or whatever. Call this number or message this person. You know, try and vote for this, and we have to be proactive about that because. Yep that's you know the way we're gonna save our hunting around here and
0: that's absolutely right so yeah that's what we have to do well look man we appreciate it thanks for coming on dude y- yeah. you're awesome guest to have appreciate out it. here man we, I, we I love know, your calls
2: i know you worked appreciate it <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah God
0: appreciate also, it man
2: so
0: right on bro thank you well,
2: thank you thanks josh